You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning. This is Dare to Love you're listening to. Dare to Love is a program that cultivates vocation awareness in the Archdiocese of Chicago through discussion of topics related to vocation discernment, promotion, and religious life. I'm your host, Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I'm a Franciscan Sister to Sacred Heart and coordinator of religious vocation ministries in the Office for Religious of the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I also serve as the coordinator of CAVA, which is an association of vocation directors in the diocese. And today, we have the privilege of having a special guest, Sister Maria Simperman. Welcome, Sister Maria. Thank you. It's wonderful to be with you. I, I love the title, Dare to Love. It's what we're all to be about. Thank you. And I attribute Dare to Love uh, to my former co-host, Sister Mary Kay Brooks, who is a school sister of Notre Dame. And hopefully from time to time, she would be able to drop by and visit. And of course, Sister Maria, we have to have her. I'm in the studio and Sister Maria is on the phone with us. So Sister Maria, um, I have been so excited. I've been thinking about having you uh, as a guest on Dare to Love because you have so much um, life to you and energy and a lot to, I, I have a lot to learn from you. So tell me more about yourself. Like, you know, like you're, you're in Chicago, you're at CTU and uh, you're, um, you have, a, you're a lot of things. So first, like, <laughs> who are you, your community, and then um, what do you do? Sure. Thank you. And um, I'm so grateful the Archdiocese has a program like this and that, and that you're engaging us, because I think there's a mutual admiration for our, our ministries and, and bringing just God's love in all ways. Uh, I am, uh, as I said, Sister Maria Simperman. I'm a religious of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and our initials are RSCJ. Uh, and our charism, like our, our call, our gift of the Spirit given to our founders, Sophie Barra, is to discover God's love and make it manifest, reveal it, and particularly in, in the areas where it's most in need. Uh, we talk about in the wounded heart of humanity and also the wounded earth, as we know uh, from so much today that's going on. So I, uh, as an RCJ, I live in a community here in Chicago. I have the best Chicago commute. Uh, no offense, but I have a 400-foot walk from <laughs> our community house to the, to the school. And only when I lived, began living in Chicago did I realize what a gift that was when I was out on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. going to an appointment, and there, there was traffic, and I kept going, where are you all coming from? Where are you going? <laughs> but um, so Wait, where, where really, are you from, Sister Maria? Ah, 
well, you know, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. Uh, so, but was born in Slovenia, uh, in the former Yugoslavia. So that's my first language, actually. So that is so say, cool. Bilingual, I'll say yes, and I'm also learning Spanish and those areas. But uh, mostly grew up in uh, Cleveland. I came there when I was four, and so. Uh, but I've lived in a variety of places, as you know. You know, in religious life, we can live in different communities, different cities. So I uh, came to Chicago from San Diego. And before that, uh, I was just there for two years. But before that, I had been at Oblate School of Theology in San Antonio, Texas. So that's where I went right after uh earning my doctorate in theological ethics. So so I feel like, you know, I've lived in Boston, I've lived in uh, Ohio, Indiana. Um, so Illinois has been new to me, and, and I've enjoyed it. It's uh, such a cosmopolitan city. And for me, that's a piece of religious life. Uh, so my congregation is in 40 countries. So we're, in, you know, in a lot of different places. And... Uh, and that's been a real gift because there's an expectation that we look at the globe, right? And that's Catholic as well. Like, you know, we're a global church and a global community. So I love the linking of those. And so then to come to CTU, uh, which is a graduate school of theology, and it's an international school of theology and ministry, our students come from all over the world, all over Chicago, all over the U.S. Uh, it's just, it's this perfect match of, of engaging really the contemporary issues of our time with our deep faith tradition, right? And, and what we want are people who, you know, know God's love, who are gospel-oriented, and who will proclaim the reign of God with their lives. And so I, you know, I get to do that uh, in my teaching. Uh, I'm a faculty member. I'm an associate professor of theological ethics, and my uh, areas are a bridging of uh, social ethics, moral theology, and spirituality. So I just find you can't, you can't do social ethics without a spirituality. And spirituality naturally calls us outward, right? Sister Maria, you know? I think I asked the wrong question. Maybe I oh. should have rephrased it and said, what do you not do? <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Uh, I don't do all the things you do because that's more than I could do. So that's the gift wow. of it. But, um, you know, I, and that's the glory right now of religious life in our church that there are so many needs in the world and in the church. Like, there's room for everyone to participate, to offer their gifts. And so at CTU, uh, I have two hats, actually. Uh, one is, and I consider that my dominant hat, is to be a faculty member. So, uh, you know, I teach, I do reading and research, I present, you know, you know I'm blessed with you know, a variety of invitations to engage, to offer what I may, and to open up spaces with groups, congregations, sometimes parishes, sometimes dioceses, and then to just let the gifts that are there come forth. So, so that's one of my hats. And uh, the other hat is that I also am the founding director of our Center for the Study of Consecrated Life uh, at CTU. And that goal is uh, of the center is to look at the contemporary issues 
in consecrated life today and to engage them with a theological lens. So to bring different people, different voices forth uh, to say, so, God, you know, there's a real need to talk about community or about life or interculturality or the global church and religious life or you name it. And, you know, most recently, uh, uh, racism, you know, in, right. in this nation. So so it's really, uh, you get to be creative. And, in fact, you have to be creative. But right. the moral imagination is just part of who we are, you know, as Christians, as well as Catholics. So, so I get to do all those, which sometimes means you're, uh, you know, I know how to juggle but I can only do three balls. And That's right. Sometimes you, sometimes yeah. you find there's so, like four and you drop some. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, I would like to talk more a little bit of what you do um, at, at CTU, like those two hats, um, after a mm-hmm. short break. Um, so don't go away, Perfect. folks. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back with Sister Maria. As you speak my God, I am ready. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. back to Dare to Love. This is Sister Lavina, your host, and our guest today is Sister Maria Simperman, RSCJ, and she has been talking about her two hats right now that she's wearing, among other things that she's had experience. And uh, have you ever, has anybody teased you about calling you Dr. Sister before, Sister Maria? (laughs) You know what? A friend of mine who's an African-American theologian, uh, would do that. Like, I'd never heard that before. And once I got my doctorate, 
you'd say, Dr. Sister Maria or Dr. Sister Simperman, how are you? So, uh, you know, I, my self-identification is uh, primarily as a woman religious, you know, as a, as a you know, woman of God, as God's beloved. But uh, the work I do, the ministry, flows also out of uh, my, my research and, and work in that. But I do laugh, like Dr. Sister. I'd probably be like, Sister Doctor, which one? <laughs> you know? So there's so many, you know, and you too, think about the hats you wear. You've been in leadership for your congregation. You're doing leadership and vocation ministry. You're working with the archdiocese. I don't you think that's a piece of religious life is that we – uh, actually are integrated in, in more than one area often. You know, I'm smiling, and I really wish that we had an audience. Uh, and and it's really hard. I can, I you know, during the global pandemic, it, it's so hard not to have people in person. Mm. And uh, sometimes I feel like, oh, you know, I, I need some... Um, uh, you know, people to kind of interact with because at, I saw what you did there. And that's why uh, when we were talking uh, previously about this show that definitely as we talked and we talked uh, for for more than an hour, I believe, I'm like, okay, this, I found a person who could be my co-host. Because I saw what you did there. You're you're like bringing um, what other people from from listening to them. And that's that's a, a good person to do it. Uh, not that I'm planning to take a vacation. You can take over. But, you know, that could be a hint. <laughs> exactly. Hint. You're not planning that. <laughs> so back to your work at CTU. So um, I know that you offer through and CTU. We keep saying CTU with the alphabet soup, you know, and so uh, uh, folks, that's the Catholic Theological Union. So that's not the um, the teachers union. Okay, that's the the one in Hyde Park. Yeah, yeah. So so tell us more a little bit more about your hat here uh, or hat, the two hats that you're wearing. Yeah, no, thank you. And, uh, you know, you you caught me. I do like to listen and link uh, interest because I find when we connect, uh, all kinds of things are possible. So during the uh, quiet, during the advertisement, uh, you had, there was a a wonderful piece on Catholic charities engaging Mm -hmm. poverty. And that just reminded me, my early work was on HIV and AIDS. Uh Uh, When I was doing doctoral work, I, I was thinking, what should my dissertation be on? And for me, it's always been about what's the unmet need. Right, so there are people doing topics on this person or that, but um, in the late '90s, the 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 world was just crying out with pain with HIV/AIDS, and I thought, I wonder what we could offer, you know, uh, what I could participate in, you know, with Catholic theology uh, to to just assist. And I thought, if I can just offer one drop of. Uh, you know, assistance in addressing the pandemic, that would be great. And already uh, the Catholic Church by then was the largest provider of uh, materials, uh, both both care uh, and treatments for when treatment came forth, uh, but particularly care for persons living with HIV AIDS, like around the world. So mm-hmm. it was the largest entity. But um, for me, linking it to Catholic Charities, Catholic Charities just consistently notices where the poverty is, mm-hmm. right, where there's lack of, 
of fiscal resources. It's not a poverty of gifts. It's not a poverty of intellect, of imagination, but it's, it's a poverty of resources to galvanize that. And so for me, I, the more I started researching HIV AIDS, the more I realized um, I, you know, what I needed to engage was the fact that one of the biggest spreaders uh, were poverty and gender inequality. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the people who were at most risk were those with the least power or economic means. Mm-hmm. And and I also found uh, in so many countries, gender inequality meant women didn't have choices uh, to say to, to a husband. Even, um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I need you uh, to be faithful. To, to be careful, because it was infidelity that was spreading it. And so, you know, just looking at that and, and this part of the human condition and saying, so how can we, you know, address poverty and gender inequality uh, in this? And there's discrimination in all those areas. So, you know, I look at Catholic Charities and what they're doing, and then, you know, just uh, what Cardinal Supich has been doing, you know, since he's come in and trying to really – uh, undergird the the uh, Catholic education, uh, including in the city. So I, I just look at those areas and I find that's where apostolic religious are called to be at those intersections of need, uh, and also where our charism, our spirituality, just can flow. And so uh, that's moved me from looking at that area, and again, it gave me a global view as well as a local view. And then, you know, I was working uh, for a variety of years on areas of social analysis. So saying, let's look at human trafficking, right? Or let's look at the environmental degradation that's going on. And let's do some analysis of what's going on. What are the socioeconomic, political issues? And and where are our religious resources in this? That we can then do some prayer, reflection, discerning to say, where do we act, right? So it might be with legislation. uh, It might be with looking at um, how do we engage the cultures? How do we engage the uh, social life of a community, all those areas. So that, that, and publications came with both of those. And then, uh, you know, at CTU, one of the blessings is that when I came here, I was also able to teach a course on religious life. That's great. And Sister so, Maria, you know, this is so interesting. Um, uh, we have a third section, and we're going to go on a short break. But let's continue sure. because mm-hmm. I want to talk about your book and also the previous events that you've led. Okay? Perfect. So we'll be right back, folks, with Sister Maria. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. 
Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. On Friday, January 22nd at 12 o'clock p.m., the Archdiocesan Mass for Life will be live-streamed from Holy Name Cathedral. Celebrated by Bishop Kevin Birmingham, along with priests from across the Archdiocese of Chicago, it will be held on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade and the eve of the final event of the March for Life Chicago Tour. Please join us. The Mass will be live-streamed on the Archdiocesan YouTube channel. For more information and to register to attend, please visit respectlifechicago slash events. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. What tomorrow brings, give me the grace to love and to be faithful, to be more like you. Here we are back to Dare to Love. This is Sister Lavinia, your host, and my guest, Sister Maria Simperman, RSCJ, who has been talking about her role since so she... Uh, teaches at CTU and also the founder and director of the Center for the Study of Consecrated Life. So a consecrated life would include religious life as well as other forms of um, consecrated life. And uh, Sister Maria, uh, I can't believe that the time has flown. We only have a few more minutes. However, I'm very curious about that. You actually did two books. I've only heard about uh, the book that uh, you mentioned um, at the event that you did, I think, uh, several weeks ago uh, when you had three sessions. And, and too bad I missed uh, two sessions. But they are available online to be watched again. And um, uh, that event, actually, which is a series in, in three um, uh, featured actual narratives from several people about uh, the hot topic of this year and into this new year, 2021. Tell us more about your book and also the past event, and maybe if we can squeeze it in, any future events to look forward to. Wow, thank you. And yes, time flies when we're having fun here. <laughs> so thank you, Sister Lavina, for inviting me. I, I'm honored to to get to participate in, in this conversation and with people I don't even yet know. So um, this is delightful. I, what, you know, just that, uh, what might be helpful to people is that you can both go uh, to our website, uh, and it's the Center for the Study of Consecrated Life uh, website, that we'll have a variety of videos from our last six years uh, of, of just events, 
global areas, local things, uh, a variety of amazing presenters. Uh, we also, what you were talking about is uh, uh, we did in November a three-part series trying to respond to just, you know, this deep sin of racism, uh, not just in the United States. Pope Francis has said, has said, you know, racism is in many, many countries and places, but our own story here. And uh, we did a three-part series. Uh, I'm just going to give little snippets here and, and answer your questions, but it's called uh, A Call to Transformative Love in Religious Life, Stories of Race, Place, and Grace. And there are three sessions. And you're absolutely right, Lavina. It's uh, there were a number of panelists talking about racism from all kinds of perspectives. So it was it was just great. Uh, more for another time. But uh, those are available also at Learn at CTU, uh, which has a number of just Catholic Theological Union resources. So everyone is welcome to these. These are free available to be used. Uh, you asked about my own uh, publication. Uh, I uh, we did a three-year train-the-trainer program on interculturality and consecrated life, and put the essays from the keynotes and breakout uh, sessions there. And the book is called "Engaging Our Diversity: uh, Colon Interculturality and Consecrated Life Today." And it's just amazing. We have a global group of folks with expertise in these in different areas of interculturality, which is you know another area of need. It's really the umbrella under which racism comes forth. And uh, last. Uh, a book that I, I'm just really honored, uh, Orbis Books uh, published, it's called Religious Life for Our World, colon, Creating Communities of Hope. And uh, it, it, you know, I love if people want to read it to hear what you think in, in those areas, but it, it came out of just a, a, a years of teaching, engaging congregations, listening to students, uh, and uh, people from all over, and, and engaging in the Philippines and Korea, South Korea, and, and other areas, and, and trying to say, um, what, what's, people keep asking, what's new in religious life? And I'm thinking, everything, a lot, and yet it's also steeped in its own tradition, right? So, but the spirit is very much alive in religious life, so it continues to evolve. So, so it just came out September 1, and um, been using it, and uh, folks have been commenting on it. So I'm, I'm grateful those came out of the center. So, Sister Maria, just really quickly, um, we're running out of time, and I really, I, I know I'm going to have to ask you back as a guest because there's so many other uh, things I want to know from you. But, like, oh, really oh, quickly, God. if you can say it in about, you know, like, within 30 seconds, why call it Center for the Study of Religious Life? Why? Why Center for the Study of Religious Life? Well, it's Center for the Study of Consecrated Life. Of, of because, Consecrated um, Life, sorry. No, 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 sorry, CSCL, because consecrated life is the umbrella under which you find contemplative life, apostolic life, monastic life. And it's the center as in a gathering space. And what we try to do is really engage uh, really thoughtfully and theologically in what is calling religious life today. And mm -hmm. so that's why it's a study, and we're a school of theology and ministry. So we're a place 
that does study and engagement. So all those words uh, fit well. Interestingly enough, uh, for uh, somebody like me who is religious and, uh, as, I, as I said before, other forms of consecrated life, this is actually something um, not not just for us, but we're interested as well because sometimes even when you live it, doesn't necessarily mean that you know all about it. You live it, of course, and that's a different thing. Uh, and so we need things like this, the Center for the Study of, um, of Consecrated Life, and the, it becomes the forum for hundreds of people, especially during the pandemic. The other thing um, that I want to repeat is your book, if people are interested in, uh, in getting it, it is available. I, I think I ordered it from Amazon. And um, it's, so it's called Religious Life for Our World. World by Sister Maria Simperman. And then so um, you can also find more details from uh, the website, uh, which is ctu.edu slash CSCL, which stands for Center, Center for the Study uh, of Consecrated Life. And uh, Sister Maria, can you just, uh, before we end, can you just uh, do a very quick, just in a few seconds, in your own words, uh, a blessing for all of us, if you would? I know I'm putting on uh -huh. the spot, but if you could just, just very a uh, few seconds. Yeah, I may this year of 2021 be a space where love, where healing, where hope, forgiveness, reconciliation, and Creative connecting with the world and our neighbor be lived in the incarnation of Jesus and uh, for the sake of, of God's world. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sister Maria. We're out of time, but next time uh, you'll probably be my co-host by then, right? Oh, <laughs> Come back yeah, again. Thank you. Thank you, thank you everybody. Ministry.